was trying to say was what you were referring to, Jamie, there was um, how Bimini was robbed. It was actually referred to as a, uh, the Bimini bomb burglary. The Bimini bomb burglary. <laughs> okay, yeah. I thought that might have been it. Thanks for, the, thanks for keeping me up to date with um, UK what Drag What forums are you on, Tom? I've never, I've never heard that phrase before. Did you come up with that it's yourself? Twitter. That's Twitter. He, he did not come up with that himself. Oh, the, the forum, the ultimate yeah, the, forum. Yeah, the anti-racist Twitter. <laughs> which is what it's referred to now. Answer Cancel him, him now. Answer him. Cancel him now. Jamie's dad answer is calling. We, That's so unprofessional. Let's carry on with the podcast. It's fine. Hey, Dad, how's it going? Put him on speaker. Put him on speaker, bye. Pardon? No. Why would I have been asleep? It's four in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. How are you here? <clears throat> yeah, I can, but I can talk for a second. You've clearly rung me for a reason. No, you can't. Papa Stark, what's your opinions on the Norse gods? (laughs) Jamie, this is absolutely painful. No, I don't want that. (laughs) No, 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 I don't don't need that. I've got a dining table. Um, I was just wondering whether you... Yeah, I haven't got any space for that here. It is a dining table. No, I don't need your love and respect. I don't need any televisions, Dad. <laughs> you sure? It's like 21 inch. No. Jamie, literally tell your dad to fuck off. This is like... Jamie, tell your dad to fuck off now. Honestly, I can't believe we're starting the podcast like this. Okay. All right, then. Cool. Speak to you later on. Bye. Bye. Woo! Yeah, I will. Thanks. Oh, my God. This is is insane. I cannot believe... That's a new podcasting high. That's a new fucking low. We're not leaving that in there, guys. Yes, we are. That was a new low. Yeah, we are. Absolutely. I can't ignore we a phone call from my own that, father. No. Yes, you can. No. Just literally, yeah. you have it's the in... option on your phone. You can just swipe swipe it off so it doesn't even appear. There's been, there's, <laughs> been, there's been some important family stuff happening recently that I need to stay in touch with my dad about. Thank you very much, Tom. Is there anything relative to this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> um, no. We need to talk about your work-life balance, Jamie. <laughs> uh, no, we don't. It's fine. Are we I'm prepped a- for, the na- for the next stage? The next <coughs> easing? Easing of... Well, yeah. easing of lockdown. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's fucking... It's easy as Sunday morning, to be honest, in London. For like, you? I, I can't even... No, but I can't even tell that it's even fucking lockdown half the time. So I try and do my exercise, which is cycling, and I will go around, like, Hackney and so on. It's fucking London feels is fucking ram, mate. Like, there's... I, I don't know what constitutes as lockdown anymore, but also, how can you, like, how can you police it? Like, it's so difficult. Are you still doing your nomadic pilgrimages um, through parks with tinnies? I do. Uh, I didn't this weekend. I've tried to because I know it's been a long weekend, so what, it could have been a long weekend. What was that? Engine. What was that book? That is it. Tony Hawk's who did Round Island with a fridge. <laughs> Tony Hawk's. Yeah. No, wasn't that Bill Bryson? No, that wasn't Bill Bryson. It was Tony Hawk's. What do you mean? Either way, you Bill, Bri- Bill Bryson him. is the other travel stuff, but like 
Um, Tony Hawks did one called Round Island with a Fridge, and Matt could do one called Round London Fields with a Tinny. <laughs> Just a single Tinny. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> see if you I'm... can. It could be. It could be like a little test. You can see if you can nurse, with a special nurse a single Tinny as you walk round an entire London park. Oh mate, it would get it would get lukewarm and completely flat. Well, that's that's, be... that's the tough part of it. Yeah, it would be disgusting. You have to make it last. That's, like... that's the challenge. I tell you what you could quite... do. You could, because you're walking, usually walking along the river, you, should, you could tie um, the nozzle to a piece of string <laughs> and just have it, like, in the river, like, on the string to keep it cool. And you got a really long... A really, no, no, you wouldn't even need to pull it out. You could get a really long straw that's, like, sellotaped to the side of your head. Like, leaves it like really into the tinny. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then you could be, like, all the dog walkers as well. So you could, you could have your... <laughs> your your man's best friend right next to you, just screaming down the side of the river. Yeah, just <laughs> dribbling into my mouth. Heel, heel. So anyway, Bimini got Bimini got burgled basically. Well, um, I don't know how much time you want to spend on this, but um, is it still a bit y- raw? Yes for and you, no. Tom? No, 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 not really. Um, because. Well, you, did you and Jenna? How did you and Jenna cope with it? Was it okay? Was we, she your favourite? We had conceded well, to the fact that she probably wasn't going to win earlier on in the competition um, okay. for a number of polit- very politicised reasons. Um, number one, Lawrence Cheney, who is the the winner of oh, spoiler alert. Uh, UK. For anyone who hasn't caught <laughs> up, anyone? No, literally, whoever was watching it would have seen it by now. It's one of those things where. If you as love, soon if as you, it's available, you would yeah. have watched it. It's a bit like Game of Thrones um, with drag queens. Um, so, Lawrence Cheney, who won, um, she is of Scottish uh, heritage. Uh, mm-hmm. America has quite a strong, passionate history with the Scots and the Irish. Um, and and the, basically, what their, the, their accent comes from exactly. Well, this is the thing. Like, they was a lot of people were saying that Bimini, Bimini's humour, because she's very smart, um, wouldn't translate well overseas. Because the whole reward of winning uh, Drag Race UK is not money; it's to go over with the uh, Drag Race producers to film a short, like mini series in uh, Hollywood, um, and. People, I think Rue was a bit concerned that Bimini's dry, wry humour just wouldn't bode very well with an American audience as well. <coughs> so that's one fundamental reason probably why they didn't choose Lawrence Cheney, who, if they don't understand a word that's coming out of Lawrence Cheney's mouth, they'll still find that funny, because it's like, oh, look at the big queen who's making funny noises come out of her mouth, like she's Scottish. Um, Lots of lots of other reasons. Lots of other reasons why, but I won't bore you with it. Uh, why no, are you here? I've seen, no. I've, I've seen a few. No, no, no. I've, just to just to finalise this, I've seen a few memes recently about how if Princess Diana was still alive, she'd have hundred percent been a judge on the UK this season yeah. of UK's Drag Race, and lots yeah. of people doing impressions of her being like, "Oh, hunty sleigh, bitch, yes, <laughs> queen." <laughs> Brilliant. Um, speaking of uh, Lady Di. <clears throat> Isn't Kristen Stewart going to play her in yeah. the, the upcoming biopic? Hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, yep. I guess anyone would, you know, put on a wig. <laughs> That'll do, right? Especially, yeah. Uh, 
Should we jump in? Yeah, we're, we who, do who what are we? we? Do? Are we going to do we? it? We we are we, we are going to do it. This is our first actual proper episode in a long old long old time. I forgot how we do this. So. You have to introduce the, the name of the podcast and then take it from there. <coughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hex and Ferris podcast. Podcast all about heavy metal. Uh, my name is Matthew, and with me is my co-hosts, Mr. Jamie and Mr. Tom Watson. How are we both? Oh, you're Jamie Watson now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. Okay. How do you feel, Jamie? Would you take? Matt, your your, de- you your delivery there was incredibly underwhelming. You didn't sound at all interested <laughs> or enthused about it. Like, welcome back, everyone, to the Exit <laughs> Ferris podcast, much. a podcast all about heavy metal. I'm gonna like Michael Bayless with some like explosions in the background. Welcome back like, to the Exit Ferris podcast, oh, the podcast oh, about God. heavy metal. Metal. <laughs> last last time, Tom Watson. Jimmy Stark, Jimmy Matthew Aldis. Oh, you get now. People are going to find us on Facebook. They fucking won't. Well, I think our parents already know what our Facebook pages are. (laughs) I think think our our parents and your girlfriends definitely. (laughs) My 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 fucking girlfriend does not listen to this. My my parents did go. Are you still doing your radio show? "Mm, (laughs) Radio show. I love it. That's amazing. Yeah. I've told you many times what my dad thinks of me in general, uh, let alone oh. this podcast. Is he even more disappointed in you than my dad is of me? Um, no, but Ooh. I wished him happy Easter uh, yesterday. I said, happy Easter, Dad. I really miss everyone because I haven't seen my family for like a year. And you had to remind him who you were uh, and why you were texting him. I said, really miss everyone. Who are you? Ho- hope we can see each other soon. He said... He started it off well. Well, the first message was actually quite nice. Uh, happy Easter, mate. Hope you have a great day. What's your veggie Easter dinner? Uh, so I said, whole roasted celeriac with trimmings, you. And he went, sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> so. I like your dad. I think we should get him on. I think we should get him on on our prog special. Now he's more of a new... He is very much a prog guy, but he's... Even more so, a new wave of British heavy metal guy. He lived it. He gripped it and he ripped it. Um, <laughs> he actually owns if- the first uh, Iron Maiden uh, <clears throat> live bootleg disc that they Throwed handed out in one of their first shows that cost like a few hundred pounds now on Discogs. Well, <laughs> guys, if we ever do an episode about Steely Dan and Peter Gabriel, then. We know whose dad to call. Well, I we think, know who's the resource. I think um, if that was going to happen, it would have to be within this, the construct of this uh, topic. So he's not here. Oh, yeah, sorry. And what Steve's. is our topic? <laughs> so our topic today is, um, is one, that I, one that I really wanted <clears throat> to... One that I did genuinely want to do. It was This one was one of Tom's ones. Um, but... I was slightly hesitant purely for the fact that I had to listen to the type of music that we were going to be talking about. Yeah. Um, and I had a very, very uh, myopic view of what this style of music was. Um, so we're going to be covering the topic of Viking metal, um, which is... I know that Jamie is probably, just from Faith Value, is probably the biggest proponent of this genre of music i don't know i think tom, least, tom and i equally or at least at least the type 
that I would stereotype this as. I would assume that this would be one of, you know, Jamie's kind of wheelhouse kind of subjects. Yeah. Um, so where do we want to where do we want to start from? I mean, who wants to drop there first? Yeah. <laughs> Matt, the thing what is about that. The, yeah. What even? Yeah. What the hell? I couldn't get that high. We've already talked about this. I'm pretty sure we've already tried to d- have a falsetto off. Yeah. Matt's been just, working on uh, getting his screen back as well for our Matt, we're, many projects. We're in yeah. the wrong grouping Swab of genres husky. if we want to talk about falsettos. To mm. a certain degree. Well, uh, well, it's debatable. Well, where, 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 do, where do we begin? It's not, it's not as prevalent. Shall we, do we do we do we just begin at the beginning? I think so. Can I at just can I just beginning. say just as a dis- I know I always end up saying oh just as a disclaimer or like as a, a footnote. Uh, I genuinely when when I was talking about Viking when I initially suggested doing a uh, Viking metal as a topic, I thought it'd be an episode where we would literally just be taking more or less taking the piss. Um, the reason being you is come that with respect, motherfucker. All those <laughs> well, this is the thing. Right? Um, I thought I, I thought we were going to focus on aesthetic. I thought we were going to focus on, um, like, the, spe- the spectacle stage. over anything else, like the uh, anything to do with the music um, inherently. Uh, the fact that it's more so more of a gimmick than anything else. But having said all of that, and thinking that it's actually going to, it's actually quite a a bit of a joke. Now, even to some of the uh, originators of the genre, the more and more I started looking into it and actually doing our research, and I know, Matt, you're exactly the same with this. Jamie, I know you don't do any research, so that's fine. Um, <laughs> I, I, I have done, I have uh, done some <laughs> research. Um, I've I, done I was actually research. really, really, I've done a research. Um, uh, I was actually really taken aback by how much people have read into the ideal the ideals and ideas behind viking metal and i'm sure we're going to touch on it later on but it really did surprise me i find it fascinating how well researched the topic is and like just from from an outside perspective as well as the the people actually involved in it in terms of what they're kind of looking into it's not just a very kind of surface level like you know glorifying raping pillaging but then again there's also it, it it's not necessarily made me more comfortable with the topic. I think, no, I think no, definitely not. The main, the main thing for me that was, and I, I've granted, I've listened to a few of these bands over the years, but actually, when I started delving properly further into it, the thing, one of the things that I really like about it is that Viking metal is, it's less of a genre, more of a grouping of different, of like actually quite a wide variety of sort of like metal influenced music. Yeah that can be put under this umbrella of Viking metal. And I don't think you get that a lot with a lot of metal, where you can say, oh, they're a Viking metal band, and then that still doesn't quite describe how they're going to sound. Like, a lot of bands, you can be like, oh, they're a prog metal band, they're a thrash band, they're a fucking death metal band, they're a black metal band, whatever. And you kind of sort of know what you're going to get. With this, like, you get Viking metal bands that are two people with a harp and a lute, and you get Viking metal bands that are like a monomath, and you get Viking metal bands yeah. that are like full I think, on black metal yeah, with definitely. keyboards. I hate to, I, think, I hate to have to bring it up because, like, I think we brought it up last episode, but it's it's not too dissimilar from um, like Tolkien 
in a sense, in terms of... I know that obviously Tolkien took a lot of influence from Norse mythology, but you can have different genres of music, but still under the banner of a, a subject. Yeah, so yeah but kinda, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that bands label themselves as Tolkien metal. I, well, you'd be surprised. Mm. Like as a as a genre, as like a driving. I guess force. they don't. I guess they didn't like <coughs> like if a band references Tolkien, There's not a it doesn't, it doesn't automatically it. make them a Tolkien metal band. They'd be like a black metal band that's influenced by Tolkien. Yeah, with where, these, a lot yeah. of these bands would say specifically, "We are Viking metal bands," or yeah. "We are like traditional Norse metal," yeah. or whatever. They, well, I whatever think that's what gonna... makes Viking metal because it is a subgenre of a much broader term, which is either which is folk metal, and it. Again, we'll talk about this. We'll go into this in greater detail later on. But how it manifests into something a little bit darker, which is uh, and slightly more problematic, which is pagan metal um, later on. But it is quite a the, just the term Viking metal in itself is incredibly polarizing, probably even to the fans, because in one one side of the spectrum you've got fantastical folk metal influences, where it's about um, gnomes and about not even about Neolithic um, history or anything like that. It's it's this false representation of a fantasy world uh, which has some link to nature, and that's where you get like the problems with um, all all of the falsehoods about you know like armor with horns coming out of the helmet and things like that. All the all the silliness that's come out of just um, culture references getting it wrong throughout the years but then there's the other side of the spectrum which is about identity and about it's not about it when i say nationality i don't mean nationalism i mean it's about some sort of like um representation of uh one's self within the spectrum of where they were born and what the history of their culture was and things like that so that's this is the thing what i'm trying to get at is that like viking metal is really difficult to pin down which makes it an interesting um area to explore within metal in itself and it's also something i was really worried that it was going to sound a lot like the tolkien metal stuff that because and we've just touched on that but mm. it's it's incredibly different like it's incredibly different like the the roots that it goes down um how people read it how people um consume it um yeah it's uh it's uh it's pretty interesting <laughs> so i guess we have to uh, I, I, I guess what, we... what what one thing that re- really jumped out at me towards it about it when i was looking through a bunch of like bands deemed within the sort of viking metal world whatever there's a surprising amount of like equal parts real huge ultra cringe levels and equal parts like very sincere honest like genuine musicians and bands um and that falls within a lot of the a lot of both like the sides of the coin like tom i think there's in a lot of instances it's equal parts folk metal and it's equal parts black metal and like we can say that those are probably two of the main drawing points for quote unquote viking metal and when we go into in a little bit i'm sure not very long when i shut up um, the real, like the early early stages of it, it is in the very sort of like first wave of black metal kind of world where it sort of begins, um, unless you track it back to Man of War, which some people do. Well, if um, you track it back to Led Zeppelin and like the counterculture of the sixties, because obviously that Tolkien <coughs> was having an absolute 
glow up during that period. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are we going back that far? Well, I don't think yeah, we should. Um, if we were to, I mean, what do you touch think? Touch on it, like touch on it. I mean, I guess it's probably the first like big representation in kind of guitar-driven music for like in in which it kind of almost embodied but elements of what makes uh l- the, what makes kind of like that very romanticized idea of viking culture kind of attractive is like you know they were the the old school rock stars of like you know hedonism and doing whatever the fuck they want and i guess that led zeppelin to that extent kind of embodied that and uh, i mean i think led zeppelin even took a lot from tolkien as well so it's it's yeah it's, it's interesting how they kind of take you know, from both of those camps, and it, it kind of feels quite seamless in a way. I definitely don't um, think it was Viking. No, by no means was it influenced by Viking metal. They had, they did have, they did reference Tolkien in a number of their songs. But that, for me, well, it was used in a Thor film. So, um, you know, I'm just thinking that's gospel. Uh, I'm just thinking, or, right, or, that that or, is folk. Or. That is folk metal. Like that is that could be like the impetus behind folk metal. And we'll, I, I, I'm quite intrigued to talk about folk, the the idea of folk, uh, but slightly mm. later on when we sort of go into uh, sort of the, the cultural relevance of this folk metal. I said gospel. I should have said Edda, shouldn't I? Yeah, you, you should, should have, have said, said po- you should have said poetic Edda, Matt. Poetic yeah. Edda, yeah. God damn it. Well done. Yeah, we can edit that, you know. See, I yeah, have done right. research. I yeah. have done a bit of... Keeping, um, speaking of which, keeping let's begin the, the telephone call to Dad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you want to say hello, Jamie, in Norse? Uh, uh, no, I'm not going to say that. I joked about this when <laughs> we had a call last week that I was like, oh, I want to find like a Norse greeting to start off the podcast with. And I'm now not going to say it because about it's five minutes into... It's just a war cry, isn't five, it? No, Matthew. <laughs> just you're on. fucking dead. Think... You disappoint me so often. <laughs> um, no, and obviously, about five minutes into researching Old Norse greetings, the uh, the nationalism links appear, yeah. and then the one that I was going to say, I found it and was like, "Oh, cool! This is like a oh greetings in Old Norse," and it turns out that it was also taken and used by as a greeting by the. Um, the far right party put into power of Norway during the German occupation, um, and the think the words that are in it obviously link quite heavily with a certain Nazi greeting. Yeah. So I shan't hey, be saying them out loud. Hey man, it's all relevant. But but but, but imagine I just said ah, greetings everybody, hello in Norway. What does it rhyme with? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, rhymes with it, r- it rhymes with mile. Let's put it like that. <laughs> oh right, okay, yeah, fair enough. Um, <clears throat> so, I think to start us off, I've got this. So, in the Oxford Handbook of Music and Medievalism, Simon Trafford wrote, "Viking metal is a widely recognised subgenre of heavy metal that shares most of the characteristic sonic qualities." of its parent genre, namely heavily amplified and distorted electric guitars combined with emphatic drum beats and overall loudness. Equally, its lyrics, like those of heavy metal in general, are devoted to chaos, the lurid and the extreme. Not can my I, words. I, add, I mean, that I, just sounds can, can like I, a generalisation of metal, but... <clears throat> 
can I can I add what is stated at the beginning of the an article posted on the website um, www.wikipedia.org forward slash wiki forward slash viking underscore metal please do <laughs> um, viking metal emerged from black metal during the late 1980s and early 1990s sharing with black metal an opposition to Christianity important we'll touch upon that later on but mm. rejecting Satanism and cult themes on. lots of touching um, but rejecting Satanism and occult themes, again, important, in favour of Vikings and paganism. It is similar in lyric sound and thematic imagery to pagan metal, but pagan metal has a broader mythological focus and uses folk instrumentation more extensively. Oh, I disagree with that. I, fucking, I love this. I love when Jamie puts the effort in. He's, he's on point today. Fucking hell, Matt. He's, <laughs> he's, he's just went on Wikipedia. On I'm, Wikipedia I'm, literally, page. I'm literally reading a Wikipedia article out loud that is not yeah. preparation. He, he didn't, yeah, he didn't even research it and like take a note. He's just got it up <laughs> on his fucking screen. <laughs> Baby, I've got two monitors. What do you think I'm going to do? Make use of them. Do you actually have two monitors? Yeah, of course I do. You're such a gamer. Of course he's got two. You You're see, such he's got, a gamer. <laughs> He's got, got those RG, ego, I've got RGB headphones. headphones. I've got RGB headphones. I've got a mechanical Jesus. keyboard. I've got two monitors. Guys, I found a glitch in the matrix. I'm hacking the mainframe. Can we keep this strictly medieval, please, guys? I don't know what mainframes are. <laughs> oh, okay. We talk, uh, we're talking about long But you do know what monitors and, uh, are. <laughs> and the Bifrost and the whatnot. And the, and the Bifrost, yeah. Okay. two of them. Yeah. So, if we're going by original source material and we've mentioned... Led Zepp, who would we regard proper to be the originators of Viking metal? So are, are we going to are we going to say the first bands that were considered to be Viking metal, or bands that we may think that those guys listened to and thought we're going to add a uh, cultural? I probably to say it. add. I'd probably say the latter, adding it in, because I think that those probably came first, didn't they? Before yeah. they managed to define it, um, we're all talking about Bathory, right? Yeah, we're all we are talking, talking about, about basically Bathory. we're all talking yeah. about Bathory and Insight. Wow, we always go the um, long way around, <laughs> don't we? Straight from Oslo to I don't know where. Where did they? Where did they invade first? Lindisfarne. Oh, what in the? Uh, yeah, Lindisfarne. Great band. Oh, okay. Great band. I should know this because I'm related. I have been actually been watching the uh, Viking TV series. And I've been fine. watching The Last Kingdom. It's fine. It is. It, I imagine that the fans of uh, of Vikings are probably a perfect mixture of people who watch Game of Thrones <coughs> slash Sons of Anarchy, where they're like uh, probably have a man you know, bun, Matt, probably Matt, have you, an undercut, Matt, you, and probably you, wear Under Armour. Matt, Matt, you know there's no you know there's no motorbikes and drugs in Vikings, right? Yeah, the I know. Cross, the crossovers no, there aren't are drugs. that similar. There, there are, are drugs. drugs. There's, there's, some, there's some mushrooms. Oh, yeah. Okay, mushrooms. fine. Fine. A little bit of mushrooms. Licorice no root. Guns, <laughs> a little bit <laughs> of mushrooms. Yeah, licorice root. A little bit of talking. Okay, so Bathory were, let's say, instrumental in laying down a blueprint for black metal. You know, yeah. had a total contempt towards organized religion, most notably mm-hmm. Christianity. Um,. Where do we think that transition... Well, it, it, it's very much all linked together. 
But where well, do we think the turning point is for so, Bathory to then start to adopt this Viking metal let me, um, thing? That's going let, let, me, let me bring you. Let me let me cast your eye over the website wikipedia.org <laughs> forward slash wiki forward slash Bathory underscore open brackets band close I'm brackets. I'm fucking. I'm wasted here. Wasted. <laughs> in which in which this article states. Bathory abandoned the black metal sound for their fifth record, Hammerheart, 1990. That is the year that it came out. I mean, wait, wait I a sec. Hold on. One could hold say. One horses. could say. I, I do have something to add. One could say that. While looking Fire at Death, Wikipedia. No, 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 no. Looking <laughs> at my actual, looking at my actual notes. Yeah. Which However, exists. Contrary, contrary to Wikipedia. One, one, one could also say that Bloodfire Death, the album they released two years before, is also. A very Viking metal record. Certainly lyrically and thematically. Mm-hmm. It's got a picture of um, fucking Odin's Wild Hunt on the front of it, for fuck's sake. Yeah. So I'd say that that's probably probably where it began, in terms of like it being a genuine... like. A, I don't know, would you say that, that that is more cosmetic, and then it was more substance... On the follow-up through Hammerheart, or I don't oh, think Tom's, so. I don't think so because Tom, Tom's choking back the Guinness. The reason why I don't think so <coughs> is because I think through their lyrical content in general, not just their aesthetic, but their lyrical content. One of the fundamental—if we're going to actually define Viking metal ourselves, because <laughs> we're that important—one um, mm. aspect of it is obviously that vehement hate towards organized religion most notably christianity um which bathory have always been yammering on about since they uh since they began so Cawthorn, Cawthorn hates them doesn't he hates yeah, them. yeah get a yeah. good old, old q um so actually i heard he's a vegetarian now so he's called Quornthorn. <laughs> i've heard it that he's dead he's also dead but he was a vegetarian before he di- i don't know fuck off shit man <laughs> Uh, I just really wanted to make that joke. Thirty-eight as well. Like he, that's that's a pretty fucking young age to go. Like yeah, we're not far off. Two thousand and four. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. We are not far off that. <laughs> no, we're not. Which means that when did they release? How do wait? I've got it right up in front of me. So they released it nineteen eighty-eight. He died in two thousand and four at thirty-eight. How young was he? That's a that's a pretty young age to kind of yeah create quite a substantial piece of work. That would then, you know, was it's like 18, 19, 20? Someone do the maths. Yeah, We're no. not a maths podcast. No. Is that a GCSE bite size? So, coinciding he would have with... Been, he would have been 18. God. No, damn. he would have been, he would have been uh, 20. God damn. And here right. we are. And here we are. What have we <laughs> yeah. done? Um, so... What else would we say represents Viking metal then, other than the fact that it's uh, my maths was bad. Yeah, was so where the fuck are we, where are we going? He's really perplexed. If he was thirty-eight in two thousand and four, that means in nineteen ninety he would have been twenty-four. So he was twenty-two when. I, I love God how Friday we have this on out. record that I'm trying to move this along, and that we just keep. It's like one step forward, three steps back. I'm just trying to work out how. Why? Why are you trying to work out a map? We've got to fill like, out minutes, ma- man. Do, do, we really it's, don't. We've got so much to cover. It's just, it's, it's important information. I know, really it's, I know it's the extended episode where we go, you, like, sometimes we go on fucking upwards of three hours. <coughs> but, like, 
Do we not want to move on? Or do we literally just want to get up a calculator? Huh? No, we've done, I Tom, I've I'm, right here, Tom, well, Tom, we could have carried on going on if you hadn't started this little rant of yours. About Bathory? Just trying to, <laughs> like, give this so, just sort simple of underpinning. I'm, no. so I'm, ready to, I'm ready to carry on. Let's go. I would just, I would just like to point out that Jamie <coughs> has, the, has the Wikipedia page up. He could have just looked it up to see how old he was when he... No, the Wikipedia page they... doesn't say his age when they released every album. You have to, they, they leave that up to you to work out. Okay. Oh, yeah, good point. Let's move on. I'm going to ask a question. Trumped. All right. Oh, Matt's gone. Um, I'm going to ask a question. No, I'm back. He's back. Um, what do we think in the, in the, like, the most primitive form, if we're saying that Viking metal is, has stemmed out of um, black metal as a genre, mm-hmm. as a subgenre, what do we think makes that unique enough to be its own subgenre other than the fact it might be have some sort of relation to Norse gods to the old I ways think, and uh, things I, I think you rarely find other genres that take influence from their own culture so much like they it was almost it's almost like an attempt to kind of like relive and like reabsorb themselves in kind of like their heritage and mm. I think especially with the whole anti-Christian thing I almost feel like they kind of felt like they had a responsibility to share what they feel. Well, not what they feel to be their heritage. What is their heritage? And obviously you said before about there's the murky ground of like getting too far into kind of nationalistic thought and you end up turning it into like a we're Vikings and we're better than everybody else and you're all shit kind of mm. kind of conversation. But um, I don't think you find a lot of other areas of especially metal where people want to see about their own and what's really interesting interesting that you it's interesting you say responsibility because i was going to say like (coughs) some of it some of it feels a bit more infantile where it feels like a kind of like a rebelling against your parents (coughs) that that the same even though they say that it was like trying to get away from but that's what i think the anti-christian stuff i think that's what the anti-christian stuff's about Mm. In a way, because Christianity effectively wiped out most of paganism yeah. in Northern Europe and and Europe as a whole, and you take it back a thousand years, and like it's just all fucking mm. bloody Christians everywhere, isn't it? Bloody hell, bloody, um, bloody Christians. <laughs> and I think that's what what I find really interesting about it is that in terms of its historical. Um, <clears throat> The, the historical reference points that they've got for, um, I hate saying the Viking era because Viking is obviously a verb, um, but yeah, uh, uh, nitpicking there. Um, it's sonically, there's nothing really to go by, so it's not like uh, other than um, some of the later bands within that the, the construct of Viking metal, like bands like Bathory or bands like Enslaved, they weren't thinking we need to go back and hear original viking music or like songs or anything and tried to replicate that which is what's interesting about those earlier bands is that all they were doing was taking um ideas of past uh mythic um and i think i think the thing is when you find out you've got such a such a wealth of when you especially especially because they all they all would have started writing this music in their 
late teens and 20s, as we worked out about 10 minutes ago. Um, <laughs> For 10 minutes. And, and I think when you find <laughs> out, when you learn about your country, whether that's Norway or Sweden or Denmark or wherever, Scandinavia as a whole, when you learn about Scandinavia having such a rich history, um, both culturally and yeah, like from a sort of a pagan religion standpoint, um, you've got such a wealth of like material there. Um, so kind of, I, so there's almost a level of like, well, why not write music about it? Because there's so much to go off. There's so many stories to tell within that. I guess it's kind of like it's it's genuinely, genuinely fascinating because I did put the effort in. I know that I originally when we talked about this, I said, <clears throat> Jamie, I'm going to task you with doing all the research on the uh, on the law because that's your that's your battleground, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, but like when I was. But it's like, to what end are they using that? Which I guess is when we start getting into the nationalism element. Um, when we're talking about like, you know, is, are you using it as just like a a fun cultural reference? As in, you know, this is this is this is the history of of the nation that I grew up in, and wasn't that a crazy time? Or this is the history of our nation, and this is what we should be kind of like be going back to, kind of thing. And then you go all the other end of that spectrum where it's i deem i think we all would feel purely cosmetic and you have bands yeah. like a monomath where yeah. it's just dunk 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 vikings in a boat we're all really angry dun, 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 dun. like effectively just yeah just kind of incredibly i would probably say shallow i, I hope this yeah, yeah, is like show like my house and beat me up considering how but, expensive their um stage shows probably are it really, ironically, devalues the whole, all of the music. Yeah, I know this isn't quite linked, but obviously Germany is have has a lot of pagan tradition as well. But oh, um, I mean, they've got Ragnarok <coughs> Festival. I've, yep, I feel mm-hmm. the I feel the same about, and this band aren't a Viking metal band by any stretch of the, the term, but I feel the same about fucking Sabaton. Like, right. have you seen any of their music videos? Do you know what? I actually don't think I have. Maybe the production. The production value is ridiculous, but they wear these corny outfits of like urban camo with like metal plates on them, and the singer is literally—it's like he's got a dartboard with a load of like battles from different European wars, and then names of like big ships and names of weapons. And then, like, and just throw, closes his eyes and throws a dart, and he goes, "Right, this album's going to be about the Battle of Britain." Okay, cool. <laughs> this album's going to be about World War One. All right, cool. Let's go. Um, <laughs> like David. they wrote a song about fucking like that big World War. I think this it was one's World about War. the Falklands. <laughs> I think it was My World favorite War. war. <laughs> oh, really? Great War. It's a great war. The, 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 great, the, war. the, the great War. The, the great, great war. war. The greatest war. There's there's a, there's a Sabaton video about uh, for the song I think the song's called Bismarck but about the German battleship <laughs> Jesus and the whole video is literally just like the bits that aren't them playing it's like really kind of mildly high budget CGI of like a fucking battleship getting like torpedoed by dive bombers and <laughs> but British that battleships in, like firing it firing that, at it that but then, ties but then, in perfectly with what we're talking but, about. But like, then they're just they're just stood on the back of like a fishing trawler because that was clearly the only boat they could hire to actually geez. physically shoot, and they're all <laughs> with like fireworks going off and stuff, just like in the harbor of some town, 
and it doesn't that part doesn't look very good I think it ties in perfectly with what we're talking about. Is like we've mentioned this in the past, and I think it's a phrase that we do tend to go back to because metal can be a little bit over the top sometimes and take itself a bit seriously. Corny is the term. On the nose is what I was going to say. Very much on the nose. I'm sticking with corny. So um, definitely, I mean, Monomath are one of the corniest bands out there. Would we go see them? No. No, if, I if, I, if, if I was at Bloodstock and I was walking past, I might stop for five minutes and watch one song. But yeah, then it would I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a Grebo, so I wouldn't go to Bloodstock. <laughs> we, uh, Jamie, we've been to Bloodstock. Yeah, we played it, so we went to it for free, man. Like that doesn't. Count. <laughs> we played it. We played it, and then we watched Mastodon Headline, and I'm pretty sure you annoyed someone by singing really, really, really loud. And I I was slightly drunk and like was watching Mastodon. It was really good. Yeah, that was a good show. They, uh, played, I they, mean, we... they, played, they played, this is totally off topic, they played loads of old songs in that set. It was great. And we played at the exact time, the same time as Gajira, and Shit. they had the biggest crowd of the weekend, and we had literally no one. Like, yeah, literally use, no use, one. Matt, use that as the excuse as to why nobody watched us. Because Kajira <laughs> stole our crowd. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> oh, my not, God. Not, not that we were a bad band. <laughs> or that we got on there for dubious reasons. <laughs> Just pure nepotism. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, Matt, can you tell me ballpark figure how many bands on Encyclopedia Metallum recognise themselves as folk, viking or pagan metal active or just in general just any kind of, I mean it's going to be big isn't it, or is it are we saying like viking metal or are we saying like viking black metal, viking death metal viking any kind of viking pagan metal that very niche Folk Viking pagan metal. Just, just get, get hazard a guess. Just give a number. Just all right. Just give me a number to so on. I'm going to say like 499. Okay, interesting, Jamie. Um, oh, let's go for more than that. I think let's go for sort of like 700. Okay. Uh, this may have changed recently, like within the past few months, whatever. Um, 2,807 bands worldwide. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I just got something wrong, by the way, which I do regularly. Sabaton is Swedish. <laughs> okay, great. All right. So, and speaking of uh, speaking of Encyclopedia Meslum, did everyone enjoy the cat photos? I know you there did. There are some fucking choice ones. I will I will share them, but there are some choice ones. I, I thought it was um, funny the first time I saw it. The one for Inquisition then... is fucking <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> um, uh, don't worry, I'll post it on our Instagram. Okay. So we were talking about the number of bands that uh, associate themselves. So, okay, I'm starting now. So it's, it's, it's more than what you guys would anticipate, which means that it is quite a popular genre to, for a band to, um, to adopt, right? Surprisingly, because that was a very, very niche um, yeah. genre description. So we have to ask why. Basically, why are bands drawn to this subgenre? And what Simon... percentage of them are Scandi? Exactly. Not a lot. Well, it's not there's not a lot. It's just that there are bands 
across the world that would associate themselves as Viking metal because they've realigned it somehow to their own politics. That's another thing. Like, I know that we're going on loads of tangents, and just before we did this podcast, we were talking, like, about a really strong structure for this episode, but it's just really difficult not to kind of, like, dart around. Well, that's what Viking Metal um, that's is. what Viking Metal does. Does it feel a bit odd when you... Mm. Yeah, it doesn't adjust. Um, but doesn't it... Does it feel a bit weird, kind of... If we're talking about appropriation of some kind, just because you are ostensibly kind of white European background does it feel weird when you kind of like talk about like a band from Houston Texas no that makes sense no that does make at sense least did, because, at least you um, didn't do a Suffolk accent this time yeah Houston, Houston Texas no that Houston? does make sense that does make sense because actually um there's a there's a religion um, or not necessarily re- a religion, but a, a sect of, of heathen, he- heathenism that... Um, do you know about this, Tom? It looks like you've no, done I was a just, bit of research I was just, on this. No, go on, go on. Uh, I can't... I, how do you pronounce it? It's like A-S, Um But basically, it started in Texas. Um, oh, I've got it up here. Uh, where is it? Pull, pull that shit up. <laughs> pull that shit <laughs> yeah, up, man. Jamie. Um, yeah, it's so it's spelled A with the little um, accent over the top. S A T R U with a little accent over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's really odd because it's started by um, this Danish lady called uh, Elsa Christensen, which is an unfortunate last name. Um, but it's like this new wave of... So actually, no, sorry, it started in Florida, which, I mean, makes perfect sense. If there's some crazy shit going on, it's going down in Florida. Um, but then it like it had its proper culmination in, in Texas and then moving into like Stephen McNallan, which definitely doesn't sound kind of Norwegian or, or yeah. Scandinavian in any way. Is this another um, Florida man headline? Florida kind man of, creates... Because Kind of because he denounced Sect. Nazis being part of their. So it's it's like it's called the it's called the AA, which is the <laughs> uh, Ash, yeah, which is, I think it's pronounced uh, Astru, Astru okay. Alliance. Um, but basically, he got I think he got slightly ostracized because he was he was too too racist for the non-racists, but not racist enough for the racists. <laughs> Um, so it's just it's very so very very dick. peculiar, yeah. But there's actually now a new one um, in I said well I say it's new. It started in seventy two, um, but it's one since then, um, which is like this Icelandic version of like looking at kind of like Norse mythology and uh, um, right. That's dangerous. I'm not even going to try and pronounce that. No no no. But these these guys are kind of you know when we we're talking about like um, Church of Satan and like yeah. the Satanic yeah, yeah. Temple and yeah. the Satanic Temple being like far more kind of inclusive. Like these guys are actually genuinely like pro LGBT and so on and so forth. Um, but it, I I did do like quite a lot of research on them, and I was like, oh, fuck it, I really get into this. Like, but uh, it's just the symbols. Like for some reason, just the aesthetic just sets me off. The runes. Like, yeah, it just oh, it gets to me. Like I I can't Don't like it. You can't. Yeah, I can't do it. Okay. Like I, I think it looks nice. It's so, just all the associations. I think I think what it. we were what we're trying to talk about here is whether bands that aren't from 
some form of scan like have some sort of like scandy lineage shouldn't be playing viking metal is is that what you're saying because are you, are, you, should... Matt, are you are you gatekeeping viking metal yeah <laughs> i am i am on behalf of someone else but um thing, but because it's it not a single awkward. genre is it it's not a single a genre and if you could be if you're in, in, inherently anti-christian for example but you believe in the old gods you, if you genuinely believe in them, you'd be mental, obviously. But uh, if you believe in the, <laughs> if you genuinely believe in the old gods, and you want to represent that, regardless of where, where geographically you are positioned, are you saying that because you're not from Denmark? Well, I mean, you can't you put it like that. But uh, no, but it it just feels slightly. I guess to me, it feels slightly goofy, but. Uh, but I, I, it's awkward. But I don't think it's stand behind their, like, their intention, their for passion. Doing it. <laughs> like yeah. it'll be the same. Like it's like, I do, I do sort of see where the th- train of thought goes because, like, it'd be weird if I started a band that was all about how great it is to be French. Like, <laughs> I'm not French. What if you did a band? <laughs> well, you wouldn't just be like, oh, French, French is brilliant, French is wicked. Boku, um, you, you, <laughs> <laughs> Boku, okay, um, yeah, bon chance. Um, you would, you'd look, you'd probably do a band about the French Revolution or something like that. That was not, a preview you, of the next Alceste album. <laughs> just, just to go on a quick tangent, can we just talk about Sabaton again? Because I'm mildly. Why? <laughs> what the fuck is this? Why are we just... always derailing each other all the time? I just was just looking at their Wikipedia page and I love the fact that the the singer came up with their first album lyrics after he watched Saving Private Ryan. Oh shit. <laughs> and then there's a list of like the theme of each song from one of their albums and it's like this song's about Saddam Hussein. <laughs> <laughs> this song's about the Battle of Stalingrad. <laughs> this song's oh my about God. This song's about um, U-boats in the Atlantic. Oh, my God. That's and then the insane. And the last track on this album is just... The theme is a tribute to heavy metal. Because <laughs> someone's as if, dr- as if Dream Evil didn't do that with the book of heavy metal. Come on. So, okay. What I'm trying to say about <clears throat> location, locale, and whatever, um, is because Viking Metal isn't a singular genre... It's like a, a referential foundation, like be it stage design, outfit building, um, <laughs> historical context within lyricism, or even if it's just like, even if you just really fucking Opinions love God of War, races. like even yeah. if you're just really into God of War, or um, it would have to be it would that would be a very current band because only the most recent God of War was based exactly, in North mythology. Yeah. So what's I'm the one? That, what's the one that you? Um, or Assassin's Creed? Yeah, what was, that was going to say Assassin's Creed. Oh, which Valhalla. the guy from. Yeah, what's his name from Vodruna did all the music for that. And he also did yeah. some of the... And I assume, like... So Didn't he do some of the music in Vikings, Vikings as well? Earlier. He did, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he's also an actor. Like, he did, like, very brief cameos. So I assume <clears> that they must be pretty on point in terms of representation if he's actually being involved in that. Um, I, I can't Einar, Einar Selvik. Me too. He's got an amazing voice. <laughs> um... So what I'm trying to say is just to sort of like sign this bit off is like 
as opposed to black metal or thrash or new wave of British, British heavy metal, or they all adhere to like Sonic and sometimes a very stringent visual aesthetic. Viking metal is distinct in its capacity to be different, which I know that mm. we've already said, but I think that then permits bands not from any area of Scandinavia to try to adopt it as well. It's, but you say that to a band from fucking Denmark, Finland, whatever, they're going to be like, no, <laughs> that's not true. That's, this is our Would heritage. Would you start a Viking metal band? No. 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 I'm not into yeah, it. Yeah, I'd, I, I, I would. <laughs> yes. Jamie Willie's fucking full steam ahead. Yeah, I don't um, know. No, I no, like. I, I straight up wouldn't like. I like. I like. But then again, the, like, but then I, again, I, I wouldn't start an Anglo-Saxon metal band. That would be cool. No, I, it would be cool. That would well, be, just talk about cool. t- t- just sing songs about tilling fields and yeah. like dying of pox. <laughs> Dude, don't piss me <laughs> off. Yeah, you know I've just written a whole fucking album based on tilling fields. Yeah, you've written <laughs> for us. Tom, we're not. We're, no, we're, we're not, not going to touch on it. We don't want to go yeah, there. We're not. Let's not. It's, a, it's an open wound that, you, that hasn't healed yet. Yeah, you keep on ripping that fucking plaster off as well. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something, but I completely forgot. Okay, I'll say something, and then you can retort. So, okay, Simon good. Trafford wrote, mm. Band and audience members typically contrast a Viking age depicted as exotic, authentic, and exciting with a modern world stigmatised as dull, compromised and constrained. Uh, beyond straightforward escapism, however, Viking metal also serves as a site for the exploration of a variety of other ideas. It has, for instance, been a focus for religious instincts. Many scene members avow adherence to revived Norse paganism, Nearly done. Uh, more troublingly, a number Skip of bands have framed their enthusiasm for the Vikings in terms that are explicitly nationalist or racist, extolling the so- superiority of a supposedly pure, primordial Scandinavian culture. So that is where we are restricting bands outside of Scandinavia, well, from this definition, let's say. In this way, Viking metal represents a telling reflex of the ongoing politically charged appropriation of the medieval medieval past across popular culture as a whole. It's not only that. I kind of feel like an element of... Because when we were talking about whether people outside of the the Scandinavian region can make this or or kind of allude to this kind of stuff. We were talking about other bands that have ostensibly nationalistic kind of qualities to yeah. them. And one of the bands that we were talking about that I think that kind of ruffled your feathers slightly, Tom, because you were like, Oh, I really fucking love that band. And I was like, No, 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 I really fucking love that band. Don't um, say Burzum. No, no, fuck that. <laughs> no. Do you listen no, to this podcast? Are you gonna say are you gonna say Moon Sorrow? No. <laughs> No, um, I was going to say Saur, S-A-O-R. So they're like a Scottish Gaelic kind of uh, Scottish independence black metal band. Um, And And I'm I'm all down for Scottish independence, by the way. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. I mean, I mainly want Scottish independence because then when we (laughs) eventually have to change the the United Jack, everyone who has one of those tattoos has to get them redone. (laughs) Uh, But... uh, but the the difference is, and I think that this is this almost is even more telling of like that like 
don't rewrite our history and so on, is you have to acknowledge the history that came before it is pride is a very odd thing in terms of like pride that you actually achieve and pride that you kind of inherit. Yeah. And um, like when you talk about like black pride or like gay pride or so on, like the majority of that stems from, I wouldn't say the majority of it because that's undercutting like, you know, the, what, what those individuals have achieved. But, but the, 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 the thing that that more alludes to is you've been told for the majority of your life that you are not up to par with a different sect of society. Whereas the issue with saying like white, white, white pride and like any other kind of that is, is that it's based upon offense, not defense. So with, with something like a Viking culture, cause it was very, um, you know, rape and pillage kind of moving out towards other nations, uh, and, and taking what they could and returning. Scott, like something like a Scottish, is more defensive, if that makes sense. It's it's kind of like it's not. It's trying to hold on to its own past. Yeah, yeah. Which I guess the, the retort to that could be well, Christian, like Christian, yeah, um, uh, Christianity kind of destroyed that for us in terms of our old god religion. But I just I don't think that you can just kind of cherry pick it, which is what makes it really difficult for me. And this is probably the most yeah. difficult element of this subject. Well, okay, let, let me say this, because I've, I've been thinking about this a lot recently, because um, I think Matt, you and I, probably not so much Jamie, but a, quite a few of my friends are also experiencing this in real time at the moment, which is this idea of folk horror revivalism. Mm. Um, oh, I, I've watched Midsummer. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a dude get burned in the bear. <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw a guy jump off a cliff and get his head smashed in with a hammer. Good. I mean, yeah, Bit step one. But like, I fancy Florence Pugh like the rest of us. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is very true. Yeah, um, fair. Okay, so this is relative because obviously <clears throat> Viking metal, as we've discussed, is entrenched in um, this idea of identity politics and... Uh, not identity politics as what is discussed usually on a day-to-day basis Unless in the West. Free white dudes, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It um, but it's um, it's about their it's about their owning their past essentially, not in a nationalistic sense, but just owning their past and um, celebrating that. And from that is this idea of folk, and there's this revived notion of folk, folklore, pagan revivalism. This concept itself is sort of severed into two really polarizing ideals. One of them is like, in my mind, like the Peasants' Revolt or like the Walkers and Ramblers movement of the 20s and 30s um, of protest against like an absolute disrule of capitalism, which is good. This is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, then mm-hmm. there's the fantastical folk, like estranged from politics, like abiding to conservatism with a, with a lower case C. Um, and both of these readings, especially like the former reading, is a means of reclaiming the notion of folk from the nationalist blood and soil rhetoric of the far right. So Viking metal, at a glance, is merely an aesthetic, but it could also be perceived to be a prototype movement for reclaiming a sense of place and identity 
like completely unshackled from Western religion and politics. What manifests from this, however, is way more damaging and problematic, which is pagan metal, ultimately, which has been not misinterpreted, but, you know, there's always going to be a dark side to, if you, if you come up with a concept or an idea, there's always going to be a good, a, an extremist form of that, a militant form of that, and there's always going to be a true form of that. I, I, I don't really want to say the word pure, but it's like there's, there's a purer way to approach a, a topic like um, Viking metal, pagan metal, and that's been completely misinterpreted, especially by one of our best mates, Varg, Mr. Thulian Perspective himself. <laughs> so, yeah, that, like, I, I think we are obsessed with this, especially today, like how we're trying to avert from the technocratic society that a capitalist society that we're sort of like uh, literally tied to that has no regulation no check whatsoever um and i know this sounds like i'm going off on a massive fucking tangent so i'm just i'm left wing um but it's all relative in terms of like how people associate themselves with this idea of land and where they belong and who controls that who does the land belong to and that's all relative to Viking metal because I think a lot of these really like prototypical bands, maybe not Bathory or Enslaved, maybe potentially bands like Helheim, but there are bands that think that they need to try and reclaim a sense of themselves and their history and their past. Uh, and they use Viking metal as that channel to express themselves. Um, yeah. Maybe I'm completely wrong. But then you're on the other side of the spectrum and get people like fucking Varg. That's just like, I'm a Viking, I believe in the old gods, and black people are gross. I mean, he yes. <laughs> I mean, he feels very, like, clutching at straws. Like, when I was talking about, like, you know, you just want to piss off your mum and dad kind of thing, whilst in Lords of Chaos, which, of course, is the most accurate depiction of that <laughs> period of time that we know of, um, sure. is he, he seems like he's incredibly sincere, and he probably is to an extent in terms of what he genuinely believes, but there, that that element of it feels more like like that that general area of musicianship feels like it's more just trying to get a reaction out of people rather mm. than document something, say something like Enslaved or Bathory. That feels more kind of, and I guess uh, I guess um, kind of. And we talked talked about him already, but um, was it Vodruna? Vodruna? Vodruna, yeah. Yes, Vodruna. Yeah. So we had a discussion about this before, saying, you know, if we were going to kind of touch on this. Um, and I feel it's I feel it's a part of the discussion of Viking metal, because obviously... 100%. Previous, whilst, yeah, whilst they're not metal, um, obviously they have connections, but they are kind of instrumental in that kind of sound, um, is that that feels incredibly... Uh, like a documentary perspective or like a recording. It feels like a historical document rather than just like, this is what we are, this is what we're like into kind of thing. It feels more like a, I'm going to go back to the basics and kind of record what it kind of would have sounded like at the time, but through a different, yeah. but through, a, I guess, a modern perspective. I think there's been a lot of that recently with like this resurgence of kind of 
well, I suppose this probably sounds a little narrow-minded because I've only just listened to it the past couple of years and people that are big fans of it, as with a lot of folk stuff, will probably say, oh, yeah, well, it's been around for ages and people have been making this music for not just decades, <laughs> but obviously thousands of years. Yeah. But, like, obviously bands like Vordruna and then, like, people like Merk... Is it Merkia? Merkia. 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 Stuff Merkia, like that. Yeah. Merkia. Um, yeah, sort of, I, I suppose been at this kind of like forefront of and it's helped that there's been a lot of stuff like vikings in like sort of like uh the not the forefront but like kind of like high level sort of like tv programming being made about these periods of history like with the last kingdom and vikings and various things like that um that have had all had soundtracks with like traditional instruments and traditional vocal styles and well traditional to those areas um so i guess what i'm saying is why wouldn't there be kind of like a resurgence of folk artists making the same music and wanting to sort of like put their stamp on this mm. is where we're from this is what the traditional music of our people sounds like and share that obviously it helps that it's become a little bit cool and this is where I feel like I'm kind of guilty of slight insincerity towards this, not necessarily genre, but like this whole culture is like, I love the instrumentation. I think the instrumentation is, is beautiful, but I wouldn't necessarily assign myself to the politics. I'd like to be able to use that sound and that instrument, but it's like, it's whether that feels more uh, kind of superficial Um but I mean, it depends what the politics is. Like, you, yeah, it, you can't paint every it, Viking metal band with the same brush. Even pagan metal, even folk metal, whatever. Like, you can't claim just by adopt. Like, I know that when we do our choice cuts episodes, or even when we're doing any sort of research, or even when we're just fucking listening to metal, which we enjoy doing anyway, if we have a quick little like face value search into a band and one of their tags might be pagan metal you have to sort of go take a breath and go well hang on a second i might need to look into I mean, this you, a bit further you have to do that with you have to do that with literally every black metal yeah. band these days like <clears throat> so it's kind of unavoidable so yeah i don't know but like i mean it was interesting what you were saying i think it was you saying this matt like about how it's become did you say it's come like even more about the resurgence of uh, this new fangled resurgence of um, Viking metal and like Viking lore and folk, anyway. I mean that 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 was that, me. That was fine. you, uh, Jamie. Well, yeah. I will I will take ownership of that. Yeah, though. thank you, Matt. I was really intrigued by what you were saying <laughs> there, um, because in uh, Viking metal, if we're looking at Viking metal today, um, it a lot of the earlier bands that adopted that. Uh, that moniker of Viking metal, they've 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 really sort of pushed themselves away from it. Like, I don't think they want to be associated with it at all. Anyway, they see it as like a cliche. It's crass. You know, you've obviously got the nationalistic tangent that seems to be too difficult to there's, figure there's itself out a, around. There's also a big side of it with like really corny Iron Maiden ripoff bands. Yeah, like and also like medieval metal and things like that. Like. Yeah, well, to... like what's the, what's the band that did um, the album with Christopher Lee on? Oh, I fucking love that album. It's so oh, uh, funny. No, 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 no. Ca- no. Ca- Camelot. 
No, 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 no. There's Christopher Lee's album that he did by himself. Um, it's about Charlemagne. Yeah, that's the one I Isn't like. Isn't it called Charlemagne? Yeah, it was called Charlemagne. Is, it, is, that, is, is that not Christopher Lee's actual album? Charlemagne, or that uh, yeah, one? it was by Charlemagne. The, Charlemagne's the band and Christopher Lee sang on it. Uh, yeah. We should do a tapping. whole episode on that. I fucking love that. Because he's though. crazy. That was one of our ideas. Um, yeah, anyway, so like bands like Enslaved, like since, um, is it Monumention, which was like from 2001? They've really played down the whole Norse mythology thing for like more philosophical concerns and stuff like that. And I th- well, did they you you say that, but like they have like fucking in times and stuff has like Norse references like yeah. in the song titles and stuff. I guess the, like, the fans just like won't let them drop it. <laughs> well, there's that, but like they they moved on to like in the, i watched that little london by north documentary which is basically just talking about enslaved and talking about vordruna yeah um and um what's his name from enslaved uh, is it's it not... grutel kelsen i no it's um it is i think it's ivar bjornsson sort of one of the guitarists talks for a while about how Obviously, their earlier black metal stuff is very obviously, like, Eld and everything. Like, um, it's very obviously highly Viking-y. So you're right with that Guinness there, Tom? <laughs> just give me a sec. What did he do? Sorry, it just spilled everywhere. Go on. Like, like, their record... I mean, granted, it's 1997 they released Eld, but... Um, and that's sort of that's ten years after Bathory released. Um, oh fuck, was it Bloodfire Death? Was it called? Well, Bloodfire Death was the one from nineteen eighty eight. Um, yeah, yeah. So ten years. So nine years afterwards. Um, but that's got song. They, I mean, they've got the song. They have the title track is literally called Seven Ninety Three: The Battle of Lindisfarne. Yeah. Like, I think like what, sac- sacrifice to the elves, what, things like that. I mean so, the the enslaved singer. Grutel said, "Like, yeah, like I think it was he's 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 on the front cover of Eld, looking like Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> about <laughs> about fucking like ten years ago, I think he said we came with a really silly name, which was Viking Metal. We should never have done that. We regret that, of course. We didn't know what we were talking about, and the initial idea was not to make people play silly folk music and wear fur. And I think that really does." That is the problem that Viking Metal has always faced, mm. is that it is, on one side, you're trying to really, you're trying really hard not to come across as some sort of, like, nationalist pagan metal band. And then on the other side of the spectrum, you don't want to dress up in fur and have fucking horn helmets, which isn't even historically accurate. Um, spend a shit ton of money on well, getting a barge built for you on stage and pretending to fight a dragon. You know I mean like like that like Ifa was saying in this documentary, like they moved on to several albums worth of just highly confusingly philosophical lyrical content. Um and he tells a little story about how like they don't talk about what the songs actually mean. They don't talk about what the lyrics are about, anything like that. And they said this one this they had they played a show somewhere and some bloke showed up dressed all in white, worked his way into the 
backstage area and explained all the the philosophy behind all of their music to them, like to a point, and then just left and was never seen again. Um, Oh fuck yeah, yeah. And then they were basically just like, yeah, like nobody's ever got on that. But because obviously, yeah, they've clearly moved away from like a fucking almost like swords and sorcery depiction of kind of Norse mythology, which is. a lot of people have done and you can very simply write a song about oh Odin's got a load of crows and a big stick and Thor's got a hammer and yeah lightning cool um lightning is cool lightning is cool. fucking cool okay so who in your if we've if we've sort of like outlined in a very not even roundabout way uh, a very kind of long-winded way what Viking Metal is, uh, and sort of what's happened to it. Um, who, who in your minds uh, is the worst representation of Viking Metal? Ah, oh, uh, maybe Churisas. Oh, Churisas, maybe Fintroll, maybe Fintroll. Um, are, are shit, I can't stand Fintroll. Fintroll are terrible. Um, they are a joke. They are a joke, right? <laughs> Um, maybe is it Corplicani? Oh, I don't know that one. Um, I think they. I think if I if it if my memory serves me correctly, they sound like a slightly slightly like one percent more serious version of Fintroll. Um, what? Like they're taking themselves fucking seriously? Yeah, you're gonna. It's basically. Yeah, I just listened to five seconds of the first their oh, biggest song. Oh, is that what you Jesus. Um, on Spotify, and yeah, it's bad. It's like, uh, it's, it's basically like half of this music is like Ale Storm, but with like Scandi accents. Right, right. I'm not, I'm going to throw and it not out ab- there. And not about pirates. Right, I'm going to throw it out there, and this is controversial. I'm not a big fan of Tear. No, they suck. So, I like a couple of Tear songs. They, they have like a weird. They it, kind of. They kind of almost sound a bit like fucking bullet for my Valentine sometimes. Yeah. Is it hold your like, hold they, your heaven they, hammer high? They do. They do that. Um, they do Matt. They do the. Well, I say Matt and Tom. They do the fucking um, like melodic death metal riff thing of doing like the open and nine like and then just like hitting five yeah. and then just doing the same like. The thing that they're basically the riffs that like Black Dahlia Murder wrote for about ten years, um, yeah. I, I liked a couple of their songs, but I think that's where you can you've crossed the line into like too cringingly kind of like obviously mm. we're writing songs about Valkyries and stuff. Yeah, I think interesting. Um, one of the bands that we haven't actually mentioned is uh, Unleashed, that were. <clears throat> just before Enslaved. Um, and it was more so the fact that they were, like, writing songs about, like, early pre-Christian Norse history and the Vikings, uh, where they probably wouldn't associate themselves as a Viking metal band. But that, they were doing shit back in 1989 as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, so in which case, do you do you guys have your favourite Yo, 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 I haven't even told you what my worst one oh, is Oh, what's yet. your worst one then, man? So, it's fucking rubbish, but I know that we were going to talk about recent um, 
Viking metal. But these guys are fucking awful. And this was the kind of shit that I was worried about when when this got brought up as a subject and I had to listen to it. They're called Brothers of Metal. Female singer, by the way. <laughs> Brothers Female of singer, Metal. By the way. Brothers yeah. of Metal. Um, and what I've got here is, I, I don't know whether this is an offensive term, but I've put, I've put uh, Ouija Evanescence. Um, so they're Are there like, eight people in this band? Yeah. So what the fuck? What's everyone doing? So they're, so they're kind of, they're like Scandinavian Evanescence meets Bullet for My Valentine. But like they talk about like, you know, like Odin's Great Hall and shit. And they suck. Like they oh, are. there's that. That um. This looks like that, this looks like a fucking. Their pictures on um, Google Images look like a fucking Scandi Bukaki. It's gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, you, there's that Leaves Eyes band as well. I don't. Do know. you remember that? No, I don't know. So you know, you know how like you know how like white white Western dudes get called. Is it weebs when they're like super into like? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. When they're super into like. Yeah, Eastern... can you have can you can you have like a, a Norse? Can we have like weeb? a weege? Because like it's like yeah, maybe we should start a Norwegian. Like a Norweeb. Yeah, a weege. Norweeben. <laughs> or just a weege. <laughs> Uh, okay. But, yeah, they are fucking terrible, um, and I would not recommend listening to them. And tier, I'm yeah, them tier do suck. How much? Um, Matt, Le- Leaves Eyes are the band that had the lady who did loads of like vocals with Cradle of Filth in. That was like her band. Oh, Matt, your, right, your favourite band. Do you remember? Do you remember I her? Love Cradle of Filth. Uh, do I, which? Oh, um, what's her name? Um, She's like uh, the lady on the the lady on the swing in Nymphetamine. Who is it? In Nymphetamine. Was, yeah, who used to go out with Dave Pipers from? Basis from Cradle of Filth. No one around his Oh, God. He's, a, um, he's literally obsessed. <laughs> That's uh, crazy how obsessed you are. Yeah. No, fucking, mate. All right. Mate, some, sometime down the road, we're going to get onto the subject of Cradle of Filth. Sometime be, down be... that road. That's a long road, my friend. <laughs> Time. Um, okay, you got a favourite Viking metal band? <sighs> Enslaved. That's a good one. Unleashed is actually quite a good one. Enslaved, mostly enslaved because they're the one I've listened to the most. But um, yeah, they're also a very good band. So you know, um, I don't know how to pronounce this, but I really enjoyed it. Um, it's Ein Einherja. Yeah, Einherja. Dragons of the North. Um, yeah, fucking so sick. Really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, and it's it's that perfect kind of gap between, I guess, a very kind of chest heavy um low down or vocals that i can kind of get behind like there's a tipping point for that um no you carry on matt no 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 no, i'm good no that was that was my point it's like i like it like and this is a very difficult genre (laughs) to like speaking speaking of vocals and like purely vocal based stuff high lung oh yeah yeah i mean are they even like viking they're like some weird like proto-germanic but sure yeah, um, I we I we need a soundbite of that. Proto-Germanic, but sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Christ. Um, I would say more than anything else, they fit into sort of pagan or Nordic folk more than they fit into any other genre. Mm. But um, it's obviously predominantly a cappella and percussion driven. But um, yeah, they they do sing in like a sort of a early Germanic language which is has huge links to old norse Mm. um so i would probably fit them in the same bracket as 
sort of Viking metal. Perfect. That is not a genre, but go for it. It's your <laughs> it's your podcast as much as it is ours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, to be honest, if we're talking about like kind of favourite bands, I, it's very difficult for me to nail down like a favourite band. It's more like a favourite kind of sound of that yeah. spectrum. Like I um, fucking love I think Helheim. I think Helheim it, within this definition is just amazing. Like I, I, yeah. No, sorry, Kevin. No, yeah, I'm just really like Helheim. I do think that with certain stuff, like you get that with Vordruna and Highland, that there's kind of like almost a kind of like trance-like meditative kind of... I like kind the of, atmosphere. Yeah, where you can almost picture it being like what shit sounded like 1500 years ago in Central Europe. Um, and I really, I really like that. Like, yeah. It's the, it's the same. It's the same difference between listening to the Dropkick Murphys and listening to I like fucking, Primordial. Hey, don't <laughs> like, don't, don't say you, shit about the Dropkick Murphys. The, ga- you, the Gauntlet wanna, is a fucking banger. Like, I know are they, are are they, they, like, Tom, they're not. They're American. They're not Irish. <laughs> no, they're American Irish. <laughs> Which is a massive thing. Don't deny them, Jamie. Paddy's Bar. Have you ever been but, there? Fuck you. <laughs> have you been to Paddy's Pub before? <laughs> Can I just say, actually... Look at me when you're talking to me. <laughs> can I just say, so, I don't know if you guys know this, but Monomarth actually claim not to be Viking metal. Despite... I mean... Despite... <laughs> get this, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think I anyone knows it. I literally just did the, um, the Leonardo DiCaprio laughing gif. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Johan Hegg is obviously in a Monomarth, and he is a co-owner of an online shop providing authentic Viking Viking products from Sweden, including Thor's hammer pendants, drinking horns, and beard care products. See, there we go. Right. You just highlighted (laughs) upon... There's a current little... So a couple of mates of mine have been sharing some images of... They're called memes. No, no, no. no, no, Friends of mine. Memes. No, No, they're not memes. Um... Some conspirators of, some of mine. Some Facebook groups sharing like um, Viking-based multi-level marketing schemes based purely upon selling Viking-themed uh, hair care products. Oh, That's Jesus! And and they're talking about like it's like you know it's the same thing as like classic like Avon sellers and oh, multi-level marketing nice. thing where it's like oh I need 20 people to join my team yeah. Dude, and then you can sell the products and, and then and then you've got to get scheme. more people to join your team yeah typical pyramid scheme stuff yeah. but it's with Viking themed beard I'm oils into it. I'm, I'm, and they, ref- it. And, they, and they refer to the people they were like oh I need more they're like oh I only got to get 10 more Vikings and shield maidens to join my uh shield my maidens. raiding party. They're yep. Sexy. Um, Virgins basically. And then and then and then you can all carry on sharing these great products and it's literally a picture of her clearly her husband who does not want to be involved. <laughs> like stood in a wood. Who's he's got a big beard and it's also I do find that I know Vikings famously kind of like it is historically accurate that they like they weren't super smelly and they did look after themselves and they had like fucking they wash their hair and stuff and like they use perfumes and things but <laughs> the idea of some guy stood in a wood near fucking you shit yourself, you shit yourself when old spice comes like, over the hill yeah, yeah. So, some some guy some guy from hull just like stood out in a field somewhere with a because just because he's grown a big beard and has straightened it he becomes a like, like he instantly becomes therefore a he's, therefore therefore he's suddenly assumed this 
mantle he, of Vikingness. <laughs> yeah. And and his partner is like a purveyor of Viking based like hair care products. Seems so, like something that is so anti what we've been talking about yeah 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 definitely dude dude, it's a fucking you probably don't you're what are you like a one o'clock shadow jeremy um you probably don't get this as much as me that shit is an obstacle course every time i'm trying to look for a good beard oil it's like get the viking look and it's like oh mate the the only reason why i just the the viking it's it's the new peaky blinders Mate, the the only reason why I'm not getting more behind this Viking shit is because I'm a soy boy beta cuck and I can't grow a beard whatsoever. <laughs> like I'm kind of kind of yeah, harboring a moustache. Right now, I'm just looking at you, like, you Matt. I'm just thinking, like, if Matt was a genre, he would be. Uh, I'm I'm going more so towards like that whole like post post hardcore screamo like late two thousands. Um, kind of shit with that tash that you've got going on no, there. No, Matt, Matt's, Matt's, Matt's got... It's either he's in Tame Impala or he's in La Dispute. <laughs> like, he's definitely one in of La, those. I think he's would in it, La Dispute. Would it ruin the illusion if I told you which or, one or I would may, rather or maybe, be? <laughs> may, maybe if, if you ditch the... No, Matt's, in, Matt's your, in Idols. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, no, no, no. Or if you ditched, if you mm, ditched the, all the hair, if you shaved your head and then got like a big fucking open shirt and some like converse or something you could be in mac demarco's backing band i've got converse no, and true. i am losing That's my true. hair so <laughs> it's on its way out yeah jamie you aren't in a band at the moment clearly from what you look like <laughs> <laughs> wow says so the guy who i'm literally in a band with <laughs> yeah no i'm singer songwriter by my look i'm i'm the guy that's auditioning very, on x factor you're very phoebe bridges yeah <laughs> Uh, okay. He needs. He needs a. Sorry, carry on. Let's do the actual podcast. No, we're done now. I think that's it. We're kind of done. Is there? Is there anything that you'd really want to call out? I mean, well, no. Let's save that for choice. Racist. Let's save that for the the choice. Can we call yeah, out? I mean, can we call, can call out Varg? Yeah, let's call out Varg. The, Varg. Metal's 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 biggest troll. Varg, you're a great. Can we call out Phil Anselmo? Like di- regardless, just, we just can't call him out. <laughs> Can we just call out Phil Anselmo on every podcast, regardless? Oh, just Jesus. Like... Have you guys been following his um, his socials at the moment and how him and they're getting like amped up for their... Um, their tour that's going to get cancelled. Their tour that's going to get cancelled. <laughs> 100%. Oh, fucking hell. I'm I fucking... Going. I tell you what, like, I know that this is really going to date the podcast, <laughs> but I'm like... Just... <laughs> What's going no, I'm on, just fa- I've just found a really good quote we can end with. Oh, Okay. I, this is really going to date the podcast, but every time I see someone posting something about like a festival or a tour, I'm just like, that is going to get cancelled like straight away. Not like, necessarily, man. You got to be optimistic. How, how is it going to work? How's it going to? Yeah, because I mean, if you because can't be... because we live in the UK and we have unfortunately, like somehow, surprisingly, we have one of the most effective vaccination programs in the whole of the fucking world. Okay, yeah, but looking at like festivals in which probably a large a large portion or percentage of those people that attend those festivals are probably not from the UK. Okay, Matt, you work in the be... cinema industry. Sorry to lift up the curtain here. You know about <laughs> lateral flow testing. Like you're probably planning for it, right? No, I can't wait. But this is this is <laughs> what I'm trying to say: so is that there are going to be measures in place so people can live a fucking normal life. So yeah, festivals mm-hmm. will happen probably sooner than what we think. Yeah, 
I he do says, fucking love lockdown. He says now, I've got up to a lot of shit in lockdown, and it's been it's been a lot of fun. Like I can do I can do more. We can do more. We, we should do more, do more podcasts. We should yeah. do more. We should do <laughs> more. And, do. and and we will regale everybody with uh, choice cuts. I'm sure in about a week's time. Yeah. Come on, cool. Jamie. So sign this. So, oh wait, before uh, you sign this out, do we want to do where we can find yeah, some stuff? Yeah. Yeah, Matt. Matt, do do the honors, Matt, and then I can end this. Oh, okay. This. So you can find us on Instagram, and it's X in Ferris. It's just Sex and Ferris Go pod, with vigor, Matthew. With oh. with nouse, with oomph. In a world where uh, where Ex and Ferris is the first and foremost resource for metal, you can find us on SoundCloud and on Spotify and on Twitter and on, that we never use and on Instagram and, and on, on the Apple Podcasts Kiss. app. And, uh, in a world where uh, <laughs> email as well. <laughs> don't start again. <laughs> um, yeah, you can email us at xinferrispodcast at gmail dot com. You can find us on Instagram at uh, xinferris. What is it? Is it xinferris pod? Xinferris pod. Use it. Yeah. Um, can I just say on the email, xinferris yeah. podcast at gmail dot com. <laughs> this is fucking bullshit, and I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm, I'm actually being such a wanker right now because no one listens to this. If you're a band and you want us to listen to your shit, if we fucking like it, we'll put it on Choice Cuts. <laughs> don't send us a wee transfer though. Send us a fucking yeah. Get, send us, get that. Send us get a some sweet media fire in there. I don't want your shit directly on my laptop. So, <laughs> all right. I say yeah. Bounce it over. <laughs> yeah. Send a bounce. So streaming. So. When asked to comment on the band's genre, vocalist Johan Hegg of Amonomath remarked thusly, We play death metal. We write about Vikings. So therefore, some refer to us as Viking metal. But I have no idea what that is. I can't imagine the Vikings were into metal at all, except for on the swords and stuff. And musically, I guess they only played those strange lip instruments and some bongos or whatever. <laughs> bongos? Oh my god. Right, okay. Someone get uh, you know someone I'm on the mark now. <laughs> do you know what I say to that? Oh, if they say, if they say Yeah, I said it for if you. They say Fuck you. 